and welcome to Your Favourite Teacher. I'm Miss Shaw and today I'm going to be walking you through Literature Paper 1. First off, there are some key things to remember before you even open the paper on exam day. Timings. This paper is an hour and 45 minutes, so I would suggest spending 15 minutes reading through the question and planning everything out. Then you've got 45 minutes per section. Okay, and that includes obviously giving yourself a little bit of time at the end to check back through your work as well. It might be a good idea to make a note of this on the front of your paper. So don't just rely on the invigilators to tell you how long you have left. Remember, you're not allowed a smartwatch in the exam for obvious reasons. So if you're really worried about your timings, I would suggest maybe getting yourself a cheap watch to wear on your exam days and you can, you know, pick them up from anywhere really for really cheap especially because the invigilators should or your exams officer should at the start say the time is 8 35 you may begin so you know 8 35 jot that down on your paper kind of work out when it's going to finish and you know then you can kind of keep an eye on the time as you go don't just rely on the invigilators to tell you how long you have left i personally have seen a lot of students panic in mocks when you kind of say oh you've got 15 minutes left and they thought they had half an hour for example so it's just a really really quick and easy way to make sure you're keeping on top of your timings and it is really really important okay let's go through the assessment objectives for literature paper one so you will be marked on four you've got ao1 for 12 marks and that is testing your ability to read understand and respond giving a critical style especially for high level students and an informed personal response you need textual references and quotes to support your interpretations and that is worth 12 marks next up is ao2 which is your ability to analyse language form and structure for meaning and effect, using relevant subject terminology where you can. And again, that is 12 marks. AO3 is your understanding of the relationship between text and context. That is only worth six marks. And then finally, AO4, which is your spelling, punctuation and grammar. But it's also your use of vocabulary, discourse markers and just general clarity in your writing does your essay make sense and you get your four marks for that remember for literature paper one you get those extra four marks for the Shakespeare question only okay so planning out your answers I would say look at your Shakespeare question ignore the extract there is method in my madness I promise Ignore that extract, just look at the key points within the question and write down all the quotes that spring to mind that link to the character or theme you will be writing about. So read that question, figure out whether it's a character-based question, a theme-based question or both, and then just write down all of your quotes that link to that. Move forward and do the same thing for your 19th century text as well. Ignore the extract, read the question and write down all your quotes. Most students, if not all students, are most worried about remembering their quote for the exam. So it's a really, really good way to anchor everything onto the page. You don't have to remember it anymore because it's there and it's not going anywhere. Once you've done that and you've got all the quotes down, then start going through the extract. Only look at what is needed. So as a minimum, I'd say try and pick out at least one to two quotes from each extract. Obviously, you can use more, especially if the question that comes up could, could be quite difficult. So you're relying more on the extract. 
that's fine, but as a minimum, I'd say one to two quotes. I would also say to really analyse what's in front of you in terms of the extract to get your AO2 marks, especially structure, because it's there in front of you. And I know you've just kind of jotted down your quote, but for argument's sake, they could be slightly wrong or, or whatever. The wording in front of you won't be wrong. So use that to kind of pick out the keywords, language features, structural features, all of that, because it's all there in front of you. Do this for obviously both parts, so Shakespeare and for the 19th century text. Go through your extract and then finally look at the quotes that you, that you initially wrote down. Which ones are the best fit based on your extract? Analyse them if you can or kind of pair them together. So if you've written down one that would be really good for one in the extract, pair them together so that you can use them both within your paragraphs when you get around to writing them. Speaking of which, essay structure... So I would say to begin with a brief introduction, give some points about the character or theme in relation to the play or novel. You should really be shaping where your essay is going at this point and include AO3, your context, if you can. For example, if it is a theme, what is the writer's intention in terms of this theme? Moving on to your paragraphs, they need to have a balance of your AOs. So you need to have AO1, AO2 and AO3 in there. But remember, AO3 is only six marks, so you may not have it in every paragraph, especially if you're just repeating what you've already said in a previous paragraph. There's no point writing the same contextual point down more than once. You won't really get the extra mark for it unless you're making a slightly different interpretation. Follow what your school has taught you. So I used to teach the piece paragraphs, point evidence analysis, context effect. There's Peel, there's Peter, there's P. There's so many different ones, but I would bear in mind for top level students, this could hinder you. So if your paragraphs are too, too much point evidence explain or whatever, it can kind of hinder you slightly. So you need to kind of be aware of this. You don't always have to have it in that order. You might want to start a paragraph with a little bit of context before bringing in your quote, for example, and that is okay as well. As long as you've got that kind of mix of the different assessment objectives in the paragraphs, you should be fine. And again, when you're reading back through, you should give yourself time to do that. When you're reading your stuff, you can kind of make a little note in, in the margins to kind of look at whether you've got enough AO1 and AO2, for example. I would say for both parts of Literature Paper 1, so Shakespeare and your 19th century text, roughly three to four analytical paragraphs will suffice. Some people might get more, some people might get slightly less. And also remember that it will ask you about the question in terms of the extract and elsewhere in the text. So whether you decide to do two paragraphs on the extract and then two paragraphs and elsewhere in the text, that is fine. If you would prefer to kind of write about the extract, but then reference within that paragraph how that's similar or different to elsewhere in the text, that is also fine. There's no real set way to do it. This is English, so it is very kind of subjective to your personal interpretations and the examiners do know that as well. So they will be kind of aware of that as they're marking. Finally, you've got your conclusion and that should include your own personal response. Try to avoid saying I, I think this, I feel that. But instead, you could use phrases like it is clear that Shakespeare has explored the theme of violence in Romeo and Juliet 
or throughout the novel, the writer has made a point of because it kind of shows that you're giving a personal response, but you're avoiding using I. And that's, you know, something that you can use in, in a lot of your different questions for literature and for language as well. And then finally, I've said it a few times already, but just making sure that you're double checking your work. It needs to be done to give yourself time to do so, even if it's just, you know, five to 10 minutes at the end, just make sure you've done it. There are some common mistakes that students make on literature paper one. So the E on the end of Shakespeare, mixing up effect on the audience versus the reader as well. So remember, for your Shakespeare section, part A or part one, you know, you're talking about the effect on the audience because it's a play. It's meant to be watched, not read. Then for 19th century, typically it's a novel. So you need to make sure it's the effect on the reader because that is just a novel and it is to be read by the readers. So just make sure you've got that right. Also check for general spellings and check clarity of your sentences. So if you kind of read back through and you think, oh, that doesn't really make sense, just draw a line through it and write across the top. It shows that you're taking care and you're taking the time to ensure you're submitting your best work. If an examiner sees an essay that has no kind of scribbles out and lines through it and stuff like that, they're probably thinking, oh, this, this student's not, not gone back through it and checked everything. I'm not saying you'll lose marks for not having done so, but it's always good to kind of show that you are taking it on board and you're trying to submit your best work as well. So that's it for the Literature Paper 1 walkthrough. I hope you found it useful. Look out for the other podcasts in this series. So there will be a Literature Paper 2 podcast. There's already the Language Paper podcast for AQA as well. So make sure that you're aware of those. I'm Miss Shaw with your favourite teacher. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.